Hey friends, you are listening to another episode of the Momentum Focus podcast. And in this episode, we had a chance to speak with C.G. Townsend, um, who is a fellow podcaster. Um, And she talks about what it means um, to be balanced, not busy, and what that looks like in the vein of strength and courage, because that's what we're talking about this month. Um, She shares a little insight into the pivot that we all made in 2020 um, and how our lives, um, for some of us, drastically changed from what our normal rhythms were, in addition to the, the regular pivot. But for some of us, our whole dynamic changed. Um, so she shares with us what hers looked like and how she got to reclaim um, being balanced and what that and how that changes over seasons and that we get to own the narrative of that. Um, so as always, we pray that this episode will help you to um, just pause and consider what you're considering um, and prayerfully that you will find space um, to be balanced, not busy. (laughs) Until next time, y'all have a blessed day. Enjoy this episode. Hey friends, we are back to uh, another episode of the Momentum Focus podcast. And if this is your first time joining us or finding us, Um, I want to say welcome if you are back as a returning listener slash guest slash slash sister friend. uh, Welcome back. So my name is Amia Freeman. um, And today we are going to dive back into this conversation of what it looks like to be strong and courageous, not in a muscle up strength or um, like a fake pretending brave just to save face, um, but to genuinely come to God with our stuff. Because y'all, like, I literally just changed our Instagram uh, profile description that says we have no idea what we're doing, but God does. And I'm leaving there. I'm going to stick with that story because I trust that he wants us to show up fully ourselves, but not full of ourselves, giving him whatever it is that we're carrying, whether we know we carry it in confidence or we carry it. And even if it's a blessing, it can start to feel heavy. And we get to offer it to him and say, what do you want me to do with this? This is where I am. What can I do with what I've been given? So I have committed that in this season for Momentum Focus podcast that I'm going to open up the the door and pass the mic to any of my sisters that I see doing really good work. Sisters that I know they have listened to God and they are following his order. And I don't, I usually say that I stumbled on someone or kind of bumped into them, but I know that it was orchestrated and ordered by God. Um, And our guest today, (laughs) y'all, I was scrolling Instagram, exactly what we tell people not to do. But that day, it was the end of a busy day. It was a day that I was really feeling exhausted and kind of overwhelmed. And I think I was almost like done with this work. Like I was ready to just be like, I'm done. And I literally stumbled on an Insta story live and I sat and I listened 
<clears throat> and I got that knot in my throat, like, how does she know that I needed to hear this message? And it was just this matter of fact talk about how to show up, how to be who you are, how to recognize the skin that you're in, how to represent well without being overwhelmed, how to take a nap and be okay that you took a nap <laughs> and how the rest is rebellion. And it was like, oh my gosh, she's speaking to me. And I was watching the feed and just watching what the women were saying. And I felt like there, it was kindred. Um, and I immediately reached out to the owner of the Instagram handle and they were like, oh uh, yeah, you're not actually trying to reach us. You're trying to reach the person that did an Instagram takeover. Um, and so today I get to have on the show with me, CG Townsend from Balance Not Busy. And y'all like full transparency, this is my first time talking to her and I don't like, I'm gonna let her introduce herself and this is the beauty of this space is like, I get to meet these really fun people, really beautiful spirits. And then I introduce them to y'all. Um, and I just know that God's going to do something with it. So I'm going to quit talking. I'm going to pass the mic to CG and I'm going to let her just tell y'all what she's doing um, and why we're here. Well, thank you, Amia, for having me. You know, I'll tell you, as I listen to your story of how we reached this point, um, just hearing you say y'all made me feel so warm and fuzzy in this space. You know, there, there's nothing like a good Southern based conversation. Um, it, I tell you, there's really nothing like it. I feel like we're sitting on the porch yeah. having some sweet tea, just having a little conversation today. <laughs> um, but like Amia said, I am the founder of Balance Not Busy, and I have been a radical advocate for the end of glorifying busyness and embracing balance for over seven years. I just truly believe that society has created a space for us to just hustle and bustle and move and shake. And as a result, there are negative impacts, you know, to our health, to our wellness, to our well-being, to our relationships, not only with others, but with ourselves and how we can handle life and just navigate things. Um, and so I work really hard, honestly, um, to share the good news that balance is good. Like it is okay. You can do it. It is healthy. It is the right way to go. And I do that through speaking engagements. And I actually host my own podcast, the being balanced podcast, where I talk to other folks about balance. Um, and then I'm pretty active on social media. I, I want to use different spaces and places to share the message with folks that busyness is not the way to go. Yeah, I um, after I heard you on and I can't remember which Instagram takeover I heard you on. So I apologize for that. But right after I heard you talking and they sent me a note back and said, actually, this is who you want to talk to. I immediately went to your podcast and binged on a couple of episodes and sat there like, oh my gosh, like this girl just like, she knows the need in my heart. And it was, it was a wild moment of me recalling the years where my kids were really little and being afraid to be balanced and not really sure of what balance was. And I remember tossing out that phrase of like wanting to be balanced and then someone shaming me saying there's no such thing as balance 
will you stop mm-hmm. saying that? You know what I mean? And and then I look mm-hmm. back now, you know, hindsight's 2020, 20, but like my kids are now college age and I'm in this new season of life. And one of the episodes that I listened to, um, she was a success coach from New Orleans and she talked about um, just embracing and I'm completely paraphrasing her terminology, but embracing like the goodness that you are and recognizing that you get to honor yourself in your own skin and then move outwardly from there. Cause based on what you are on the inside, like that's what you give away. Um, and I like something in me was like, yes, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I like rose up which was the, the brave that like charged me to reach out to you because mm-hmm. and, you know, like, she's not going to say yes to my podcast. <laughs> she got her own podcast. <laughs> of course, I'm going to say yes. You know, I'm never going to shy away from the opportunity to support number one, another sister, mm-hmm. and then also to just keep spreading this message. Um, you know, you, you mentioned that someone shamed you into believing that balance wasn't real and my, my reaction um, to that for your listeners who can't physically see me, um, shame on that person, shaking my head, you know, for saying that to you. Um, I believe balance is 100% real. What I do struggle with is work-life balance. I do think that when the thought of work-life balance was introduced to society in the early 80s, that we got it all wrong. We looked at it as a 50-50 split and just that is not really how it works. Um, You know, as you're navigating a career, whether it's inside the home or outside the home, there are things and times that will pull on you that are heavier than other times. Mm -hmm. And you have to make that personal decision as to how you're going to navigate that in the other areas of your life. And it may not look the same every day, And that's okay because we're human beings. We're not robots. We're not actually supposed to operate in the exact same way every single day of our lives. You know, we're supposed to move and shake and have life experiences and learn and apply best practices and things are supposed to happen. And that's what makes us special. You know, that's what makes us all very unique. So if I were to hear that now from someone, if someone were to walk up to me and say, balance doesn't exist. And don't get me wrong, people do that to me all the time. You know, my response to them is that my balance is not the same as your balance. How I define it in this particular season of my life is not the same way I defined it a year ago, because I was a different season. I'm living differently. I've grown, I've evolved. I've made new decisions. I've tried new things. So I'm just different. And I say that very unapologetically. I think that that's the type of courageous conversation that you have to have with people. Yeah. I mean, like I'm sitting here nodding my head, like, oh my gosh, (laughs) it is so like so many different like side conversations happening just in that. Um, Even like, so when you say like my balance is not the same as your balance, like let's, let's hit on that for a second, because I think that we have, especially with the advancing of social media and us getting an inside look of someone's actual day, right? A day in the Mm -hmm. life or snapshots, Mm -hmm. highlights, whatever you want to call it, the reels, (laughs) the not so reels, the filters, the not so filters, (laughs) right? Right. But we could make the assumption that when we see someone's life online 
we can make the assumption that's not that's not her real life she, that's just mm-hmm. a front right she does not she's not really balanced she just wants us mm-hmm. to think it so she can promote it so let's talk about I know that like it would be impossible for us to lay out all the possibilities of balance, but let's mm-hmm. talk about, you mentioned like in different seasons, balance looks different. Mm-hmm. Um, let's take pre-COVID, COVID. <laughs> That's a whole nother episode, right? That is a book. Let me tell you, that is a book of life. So this is what I will say, and I'll use myself as a guinea pig. I'm really great at that, you know, (laughs) Um, pre-COVID, my husband and I lived, you know, in an apartment, a two-bedroom apartment, two bath, and we were building a house and that's what our life looked like, you know, and we moved into our house December, 2019. Well, when you move into a house, that's a major life change. So now my to-do list has additional items that have to be done. I need to pick out furniture. I need to have more conversations with my husband about design, decor, more more things than than I had to do six months prior, three months prior, whatever the case may be. Well, in March of 2020, at the time, my six year old bonus son moved in with us. So we went from a very quiet two bedroom, two bath with just us to a much larger home that needed to be furnished with a six-year-old that needed to go to school in the middle of a global pandemic. Wow. Um, And we both had jobs and we were both heavily impacted by the pandemic based on our jobs. Um, I am a corporate communicator. And so I had a lot of communicating to do (laughs) during that time. And my husband is an attorney and was in the middle of a lot of transactions that had to pause because of the world turning upside down. So, you know, for me, when I think about pre-COVID, I was a 110% different human being. My rhythms were different. My days were different. My thought patterns were different. And not just because of a global pandemic, but because my life changed personally, like my home life changed in the middle of all those other changes. And I think that what people have to understand, because I like that you brought up about social media, people share what they want to share. And that doesn't mean that they're not sharing the real story. What it means is they're sharing what they want to share. And that's just it. I share on social media the same things that I would tell a group of 100 people. I don't tell, I don't share on social media only three people, than three people are going to see it. And it's just that simple. And that's how I've always lived my life. So that's what you're going to get. So when we get caught in the comparison trap, we have to give people the grace to understand Not everybody wants to tell everything to everybody. Before there was social media, we used to actually have tiers of friendship. We used to have best friends. And that was like one or two people that we were really, really close with that got all our business and got all our stuff, right? Just a constant download. 
And then we would have our friends that, you know, maybe we had known from around the way we grew up with. We probably wouldn't tell that group everything, but we were they were more of our social group. We'd go out, hang out, maybe some college friends, et cetera, right? And then we had associates. We had people that, yeah, I'm not really going to give you a play-by-play, but if you invite me to your baby shower, I'll go. You know, what, what do I have to lose? And then we have like work friends. We had all these different tiers of people in our lives, family, et cetera. And if you think back on it, not any one group got to hear everything. You probably had one person you were really, really close with that got everything, but not everybody. That's all social media is. You're sharing with the people that you want to have everything, but there are still some things that you're allowed to keep private or just share with a few. And so when you look at someone else's balance on social media, people compare me all the time. They're like, how do you do it? You're active in the community. You know, you're out and about, you're doing this. You, you must not sleep. I said, well, I'm not posting when I'm asleep <laughs> because I'm asleep. <laughs> just because you don't see me do it doesn't mean I'm not doing it. Right. I don't post when I go to the bathroom. I don't post every meal. I'm eating. Right. <laughs> so you know so who I'm so, so glad I think we have we're there <laughs> yeah I, I think I think we just have to put it all in context right we have to when we see these things and, and don't get me wrong I'm just as guilty as the next person I am growing a business right now and there are times where I see people post and I'm like oh I wish I had the time and the energy to come up with that creative concept or man I had that idea but I didn't execute fast enough but who said that there's only room for one I think there's room for many We, we all have beautiful skills and talents and opportunities to do beautiful things that's why there are so many podcasts that's why there are so many television shows how many times have we seen movies that are basically the same storyline over and over and over again. Why not? Right. We all have something beautiful to share with the world. We might as well share it. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And anybody that's listening that is even remotely familiar with just kind of my rhythms and how I do things, like they know, oh my gosh, she sounds like a Mia because <laughs> that is me. I'm like, listen, you're not going to see everything there is to know. And there is that, you know, there's this, um, I don't know if you want to call it a myth or a rumor that if you didn't take a picture, it didn't happen. Like that's kind of like this social media faux pas or whatnot, but, right. but it just, I mean, you speak volumes to, to the balance of even being someone who social media, social media is heavily a part of my daily work life, like mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. lot. Right. Um, and so I have to learn how to balance that of like not posting everything that I did or not, you know, I don't know, like to, I was laughing today because um, I teach senior fitness classes and most of them, when they show up on virtual spaces, they turn off their camera. They don't want me to see them, right? But I tell them, like, I need to see you so I know that you're doing it correctly, you know? Um, but I keep my camera on so that I can make sure that I'm, I'm doing it right and so they can see me, right? Now, if I turned off my camera, like, 
like what good would it be it wouldn't serve the purpose of being there and i was talking to a group of uh, fitness instructors on like if you are on social media this is how you balance it you turn on your camera when people need to know what it is that you're doing so that they can see you so that they can participate in what you're doing but it doesn't have to be to your point i don't have to have the zoom camera on watching me through my house god bless it right right, <laughs> right. right. <laughs> you don't need to see all that right um exactly but I love it because <laughs> even, even the understanding of the social tiers, I think that redefines balancing, trying to be all things to all people of just realizing that like, A, I don't have to be available to all people, right? Oh, right. yes. We can come back to that because <laughs> I yeah. must have struck a nerve yeah. on there. Um, yes. <laughs> but, but we don't have to be, and I will fully admit that I am guilty of trying to be all things for all people to make all the people happy at my own exhaust, you know, at my own like demise. And I'm, I've learned to, to approach that from a healthier perspective of like, just setting my own boundaries so that I know like, yes. Hey, I, can't, I actually can't get on a call with you and no, I don't have time to respond to your millionth message, you know? Um, but recognizing right. the tears of the communities that we are with and the communities that we serve, I think that that frees us up to recognize mm -hmm. that even if it's the crew from back in the day, like, right. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to be available to everyone and accessible to everyone in the same way all the time. It goes back to that thought of life seasons you know you 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 change you evolve and we have somehow created this culture that that's a bad thing you know like you've canceled your friendship or you've gone ghost or you've broken up with such and such and that's not really true you know like i think that we evolve and as a part of our evolution we move into different seasons and stages. Now, how you choose to communicate that to the impacted parties is up to you. If you want to, you know, make it a production and and throw a party and say, I'm divorcing our friendship, that's totally up to you. But some people choose to just say, you know what? I don't have that the same bandwidth and the same energy that I've had before. You know, going back to our conversation about the impact of COVID and things like that. There was a great article in the Atlantic about weak ties in friendships and how they've been impacted during time. And I found it so interesting. I do a lot of research um, and I like immerse myself in the, the science of well-being and the way people think. Um, and what I found so interesting about it is that it's not that people don't want to be friends with folks they just don't have the energy. They just don't have the bandwidth. And if you were a quote unquote weaker friend in their mind that required a lot in the friendship, you might not make it through this season. And that's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. I was talking with a group of people <clears throat> the other day and we were talking about just 
you were talking the seasons, just the seasons that we come and go in each other's lives for the benefit of each other, whether it would be for growth or if it would be for camaraderie, if it would be for sharpening, if it would be for sandpaper, right? Like some people right. rub you like grit on a sandpaper, right? But to keep in mind that like, we also rub people. Like we, we had yes. no, like, we know the people, like we could probably name them and the thing that rubbed us, but yes. I've, I've learned that if I notice that someone's rubbing me the wrong way, mm. I can receive it either as, oh my gosh, they, if they seriously, if they rub me again, like I'm going to just get rid of them. I could, I could take it that way. Or I could recognize that maybe there is an intention and a purpose for them to be in my life so that the next friend that I bump up against, I don't leave splinters in them, right? Just smoothing yes. out all my rough spots. And on mm -hmm. the adverse of that, I am in someone else's life rubbing them the wrong yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a tough I, lo I love that. Swallow, I love that know? perspective. I yeah. love that perspective because so often we, we pass it off on other people, how we feel. But there is an introspective position that we can take that allows us to see why is this bothering me? What about this interaction um, is making me feel this way? Wh why is this triggering me? And, you know, a lot of people, when I start to talk in the introspective world <laughs> about self, people don't like that. That, that is uncomfortable conversations, right? But what I love about it as it relates to busyness, I've always thought that busyness was a trauma response mm -hmm. and that we fill our plates and we overwhelm our calendars and we give ourselves a whole lot of stuff to do so we don't have to worry about working on ourselves. And so when you start to have those conversations and you start to open that door and you create that white space, it's really hard to be busy because you start to have to think about it. And you got to think like, like you said, you know, this person is in my life and I'm learning something here that could apply to another relationship or friendship. I got to take the time to think about it. I got to see and figure out what am I supposed to learn? What am I supposed to take? But you can't do that if you're ripping and running and filling your plate with 800 million thousand things that are humanly impossible to do, mind you, don't get me started on our to-do list and how they're just not even right. humanly possible. Um, but you do that. And I, you know, I'm saying do hypothetically, you know, because you don't want to deal with self. Yeah. Yeah. We, you know, you just don't want to deal with what's going on in there. Yeah. We, whew, yeah. man, I'm telling you, like, and as, as you're talking, I'm like, okay, there's another episode coming where we're only going to talk about that thing <laughs> because, because this yeah. is so good. Yeah. It just, man, I really do pray that whoever is listening is either nodding their head or audibly saying amen, because you've hit some hard ones that I trust you were talking earlier about just the shame of balance and, and casting shame on somebody else, knowing that like we, we don't want to deal with our junk. So we'll just project it on somebody else of like, I'm carrying oh, yeah. some stuff. So if I see you trying to attempt to do the thing that I think that I want to do, but I don't know how I'm going to get there. I'm just going to shame you for going after it. Yep. You know what I mean? Of like, yep. 
absolutely you know and it just oh man okay I'll get I'll go on a bunny trail on that one <laughs> won't find my way back yes so, um, <laughs> so let, let's circle back for a second you had mentioned um just this interpretation of balance and how we may have gotten it all wrong that it is not a 50 50 um so let's go there for a second because I really do want to help everybody myself included understand that like those percentages and values could shift I mean mm -hmm. we saw in 2020 it could shift on a dime <laughs> and, yeah. and yeah. Know, right and to know that every day literally every day it's gonna look different like I look at my daughter my youngest, she's 18. And anybody listening, y'all have heard me tell her story. And she's probably like, stop using me as your material. But, but she, she just turned 18. She's a freshman in college. Um, she stayed home uh, for the first semester because of COVID. Um, and then she ended up getting COVID. And she was like, mm -hmm. wait a second. I stayed home so that I wouldn't get it. Uh -huh. And like her focus was on, I am determined to make sure that because graduation was canceled, prom was canceled, yeah. her senior year was pretty much canceled. So she mm -hmm. was determined to like really make the best of her freshman experience from home, whatever that might look like, because she had no point of reference, right? So she was like, I'm just going to make it what it needs to be based mm -hmm. on what I've heard and the Pinterest board that said my dorm room could look yeah. like this. So I'm going to transform my bedroom. To oh. She had it ready. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, and then, then COVID hit and she kind of laughed and was like, everything that I thought my focus should be on has shifted. Mm -hmm. And she said, <clears throat> she's a stickler for setting a schedule, eating lunch at a certain time, waking up at a certain time, going to sleep at a certain time, getting a nap in the middle of the day. And when she got COVID and her body said, you need to drink more water you need to go to sleep. You need to close your laptop, turn in your assignment when you get to it. She listened. Mm -hmm. You mean, you want to talk about a shift in priorities and balance? That girl was like, I'm hungry and I can't taste anything, but my body says I need to eat. So I'm going to go eat again, <laughs> you know? And we <laughs> joked about the fact that she said, um, I can't taste any vegetables. So I'm just going to eat all the vegetables that I never liked because I can't taste them anyway. I love that perspective. Right? I love that. Right. I'm like, man, your mother did a good job. Let me <laughs> talk to her. Because <laughs> I'm like, look at that girl. But she, it opened my eyes to the reality that like your rhythms might need to change so that you can be your healthiest self. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So let's talk about that. Like yeah. the rhythms and the changing of the percentages and all that, all that yeah. kind of stuff. You know, um, yes, work-life balance has failed us, the concept. Um, it was created in the 80s because people were, for, were starting to communicate burnout. They were starting in, in corporate America, they were starting to share and be more vocal about the weight of the demands of a workplace. And so at the time, the solution was, we've got to teach people how to have work-life balance. Well, here's where that is a terribly uh, wrong concept. <laughs> Work is a part of your life. So why are you balancing those two? 
life is a whole. And there are several things that happen in your life. It's not just work or life. Mm. People are mothers, fathers, community leaders. Like we do a lot of things outside of work. We have to-do lists that have nothing to do with our professional careers. I need to make a dentist appointment. That has nothing to do with what I do to make money, right? And when you come up with this 50-50, it is very difficult to show up at work when you need to be there a little bit more and very difficult to show up in life when you need to be there a little bit more because you will start to feel guilty. You will say, I can't do it all. Well, the system was never designed for you to do it all at the same time. You do it all according to the season of life that you're in and your bandwidth and your energy levels. So when people are like, well, I just want to have work-life balance. I tell them, I just want my plate to be proportionate. I don't want it to be full. I just want it to have a little bit over here, a little bit over there, maybe a big old piece of meat and something over here and a little dessert. I just want proportion. <laughs> yeah. yeah, That's all I want, right? And I don't need fullness. I don't need heaping portions of any one thing. I just need to know I have the energy to dibble and dabble and I'm not giving any one thing scraps. So before I figured out how to live balanced, not busy, when I used to build my daily to-do list, it started with work and everything on there until about halfway down was work, 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 or doing stuff for other people, right? And because of how we're designed, we read in chronological order. So I was doing all of those things. And by the time I would get halfway down to call your mom back, go get a manicure, sleep, eat, you know, the basics, work out. By the time I would get to that stuff, I was tired. I was depleted. I was exhausted. So I was giving everything that mattered most to me, my scrap. I made a simple shift and started looking at my to-do list in a proportionate way. And the first thing on my list every single day, when it literally, it, it says it, even though I know I'm going to do it, I still have it on the list, pray. First, first things first, because that's the first thing I'm going to see. So even if I've already done it before I even look at my list, I'll do it again. Yeah. Yeah. Cause why not? Listen, <laughs> I mean, like we, we have to shift. Yeah. Our, and our way of thinking in order to live the life that we're designed to live. It's not just happenstance. You don't just wake up one day and say, I can do this. I can figure it out. I can get it all done. It's a practice. Every single day you're waking up with intention I make my to-do list the night before. So it's already sitting there looking at me the minute I wake up. I didn't always do that. I'd start my mornings flustered and rushed, trying to remember what I'm supposed to be doing, right? And when people argue with me, because it happens, and I, 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 I said I'm a radical advocate. <laughs> so I am your Angela Davis of business, okay? <laughs> 
just picture it. So when people tell me, no, 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 you don't get it. It is about work-life balance. I give them this visual. I say, if you have a stove with four burners, and I know there are stoves that have more now, so thank God, right, for blessings. I have six, so I'm, I'm grateful. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but if you had a traditional stove burner and you had four burners, and let's say each burner represented an area of your life. One burner was your family. One burner was your health and wellness. One burner was your friends. One burner was your work, right? And if you turned all those burners up to high, what happens? It gets really hot. The kitchen is hot, it's on fire from the heat. Right. And that's what we try to do. We try to turn everything up at the same intensity at the same time. And we get hot. We get burnt out. We get exhausted. We get frustrated. We're overwhelmed. And we don't know why. We can't get out of it because we're sitting in a hot kitchen. Can't, can't breathe. Can't figure it out, right? So all I tell people is per season of your life, turn the burners down. There are times when work, that burner might need to be on medium high. And if it's on medium high, maybe your friend burner needs to simmer for a little bit. Maybe because you're working on a big project at work, it means you can't go to happy hour. But you can go later because later you'll turn that friend burner up. Let's say you want to plan a girl's trip. That's when that burner turns up and you set that out of office message at work and you turn that work burner completely off. Yeah. And that's how we have to look at it. Turn your burners according to what's going on in your life and do it unapologetically. When I have to turn my health and wellness burner down a little bit, it doesn't mean that I'm not taking care of myself. It means that instead of four workouts that week, I might only get two in and I'm not mad at myself because I know where my heart is. And when I'm able to get back to it and I can turn it back up again, I will. Yeah, listen, I am like 100% in agreement with all of that. Because even I was talking to a group um, of women that just serve in whatever capacity in their community, in their homes, in their churches. And we were just talking about when you reach that point of like service burnout, mm -hmm. you're just kind of checking boxes. Been there. Yeah. And you're doing it out of obligation, but the passion, like, you know, the passion is gone because mm -hmm. you feel this burden of like, I used to really love this. Yep. Now I'm kind of over it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, and we were talking about just like, how do you get back that passion? And I love the visual of turning down the burners because I like, as you were talking about it, I just imagine like Thanksgiving dinner, mm -hmm. you're the, like, you're mm -hmm. the cook responsible for the big yep. meal. And you got all pots blazing. Yes. And like water's boiling. Yes. And like, and you know that everything can't cook at the same temperature. Everything can't yep. go in the pots. Like pour the macaroni in the pot at the same time that you're getting ready to make some potatoes. Right. Like something's going to get burnt. Right. Or yep. overcooked. Yep. Or underdone. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, you got the oven on and something's burning in the oven because you forgot you stuck it in there earlier yep. right so yep. I yep. love that I'm such a visual learner so yeah I love the visual of that but even to know that within us like we have full control over the the knobs and the temperature yep. no yep. one gets to turn that up on us 
Right. Right. Like right. nobody uh, years ago, I remember learning, like no one can rob you of your peace. Like you yep. give away, you give that away. And it just Absolutely. like, man, it, um, just in this space this year of like letting God take over this podcast and just say like, let's just have these conversations that are raw, that are things that have been stirring in my heart. But I know that there's been a little bit of the same, but then something different that I hadn't even considered. Um, so to hear where you took this is like, man, I'll just be quiet and let you keep talking because it's like so good. And I know that we could keep going and I don't want to run out of this time. But so one of the burning questions that we're asking um, people on our social media and the next coming episodes in this space of strength and courage, what does strength and courage look like for you in this current season? Yeah. You know, um, I love that you all have that focus, no pun intended, right. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, for the podcast. You know, for me, the strength is in accepting that um, there's going to be a lot of pausing in the pivoting. Mm. Um, things are still not how they were pre-COVID. And I don't know that they will ever be that way again. Um, and for me personally, it requires a lot of strength in this season. Um, I'm giving out way more no's and not right now's than I ever have before. It's uncomfortable for me. Um, even in being the balance lady, right? Because I feel like I've mastered how I can do these things and still protect my peace. But, but the pandemic has changed that. Um, and in the courage space, you know, for me, courage is accepting what I learned in 2020 and applying those learnings in 2021 That's and having the courage to know that God's got this and I don't need to insert myself. Those learnings were there in 2024 reason. So now I just have to do the application and step away. I'm telling you, like, I've already said it, but there are other episodes coming as a part two, part three, part four. Because <laughs> <laughs> that alone, I don't need to insert myself. Yeah. It's just a yeah. whole message. Yeah. Because there, I mean, I don't even have to repeat what we did in 2020, you had mentioned earlier just about this, the, the concept of white space, um, and what we did in 2020 told us whether or not we had white space mm -hmm. and whether or not we were comfortable with the white space or whether or not the white space was so foreign to us that we were like, how about you just mind your business? Right. Right. Um, right. And I remember learning years ago, just in the space of the white space of giving ourselves permission to find spiritual white space mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that we don't in our, insert ourselves in where God has said, don't touch that. Right. Right. That's mine. Yep. There's a reason it's empty. There's a reason there's no conversation. There's a reason nobody's calling you. There is a reason why there's no activity right now. There's yep. if I'm full transparency, like I'm kind of in that season in a couple of pockets of my life of where I'm like, what, like, 
God, what is what, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Oh, that's powerful. I, I just got goosebumps. I, that was powerful. I, I'm, I'm, I'm recently right been feeling that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm there and I'm like, really God, is there any other way? And he just keeps reminding me that like, even Jesus said, is there another way? But then yeah. Jesus said, nevertheless. And I'm like, is the white space the nevertheless? Is the white space where we find like true strength and courage where we're like, it's gonna look different for me than it's gonna look for you. It's like all of this resource and all, like we have an abundance of, of tools to remind us how to stay balanced, to remind us how to stay strong, to remind us how to stay courageous. But it is an invitation from God himself to say, hey, come talk to me, just me and you. And let's figure yeah. out what your white space looks like. So I yeah. love that you brought that up. I love that just, I love that God let me stumble on that Insta story live with you, <laughs> that it just, it, it feels like a gift because I've really been praying to ask God who to bring into this space um, so that the women that listen, and I don't know if there's men that listen, I have a couple of episodes coming with, with a couple of guys that I trust will speak like just wholeheartedly into the hearts of women. Um, but that's our, our prayer for this platform is that whatever we talk about, anybody that we bring into this space, that it's an invitation to adjust our focus, to genuinely mm -hmm. say, what have I been thinking about? What has my attention? Where are my thoughts wandering? Where do they feel like they're stuck? Where has my heart just kind of cried out of a space of like lack or fear or I don't know like without or within like where am I going right um and then being willing to say you know what I don't have the answer but I'm willing to see if there's somebody else who might um and so my prayer is that the podcast brings that voice that gives them the answer to the questions that they've been asking um, and I know wholeheartedly some of what you've said um, has given me some answers to some questions that I know that I've been like, really, God? <laughs> like, I thought we had this conversation already. Um, so how can people find you to stay connected to you, to, to see what else they might need to know about being balanced and not busy? Absolutely. Happy to share it. Um, so I share my whole life on Instagram. Um, so that's a great place um, to, to pop over and it's balanced with a D at the end, not busy um, on Instagram, but I also have a newsletter. Um, and so you can find all of that information on my website, which is balancednotbusy.com. And then of course I have the podcast, the Being Balanced podcast, uh, which I love. It's conversational and, and chatting with folks that are in various seasons of their lives um, as to how they navigate this life and balance and, and everything that comes with it. Um, yeah, so those are the main places, but I also do speaking engagements and I've been doing them virtually and having a blast. Um, doing them in this season and looking forward to getting back to in-person speaking engagements in the near future, and, as well as workshop facilitation. Awesome. Well, I, like I said before, I know that this isn't the last time that we will share a common space together. Um, and I'm working with a team right now on some fun things. I don't know yet if they'll be virtual or prayerfully they'll be in person, <laughs> but if not, um, 
whatever it looks like, I would love to have your voice as a part of uh, that bigger work that we're doing. Um, so I'm sure, like I said, this is not the last time they'll hear from you. Um, but I appreciate your time. Yes. And like I said, y'all, I really do pray um, that this conversation has helped you adjust your focus. And until the next time we do get to meet with each other, whether it is across this podcast or on YouTube or on Instagram, um, I pray that y'all would really sit with God um, and see what he has to say about what's happening. So y'all take care. I appreciate y'all listening in today. Um, and as always, be blessed. <laughs>